Game day has returned for the Arizona Coyotes. They return after the weekend to face off against the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, we are talking with Locked On Minnesota Wild host Seth Topol to break down today's game, what to expect, how had the Minnesota Wild been doing, to see how we can predict today's game on Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a special crossover episode of Locked On Wild and Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making both Locked On Wild and Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, you can find both shows anywhere you listen to podcasts and free of charge. On today's episode, we preview tonight's matchup against the Arizona Coyotes and the Minnesota Wild by taking a look at how the Coyotes have been doing to finish off the regular season. We discussed Jack McBain and plenty of wild topics as well. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, and joins by the host of Locked on Coyotes, Robin Leano. Robin, welcome to a crossover uh, edition of the show. It's been a while since these two teams have squared off. And despite the record for Arizona, still plenty of things to uh, to talk about as the season closes out. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that too first when that when that they last played each other, and uh, how much has changed for the Arizona Coyotes? It has been a crazy last few months or whatever. I was like, oh my god, like there's a lot to unravel here. Uh, obviously, big news before we even talk about like how the team has been doing on the ice. There's a venue change that is going to be happening starting next season for the Coyotes moving out of Gila River Arena. So just to start, just get us up to speed on the whole process and where the Coyotes are going to be playing their games, their home games next season. Yeah, so uh, it was, you know, I guess roughly late January, there were reports going out that the... uh, Arizona State University was in advanced talks with the Arizona Coyotes to, you know, have them move in with each other and you know, have uh, a temporary venue for the Arizona Coyotes while they await for their new new arena to get approved and built, which is still yet to be seen years away. And uh, that took that that report happened, you know, like I said, late January within about a couple weeks. It was a done deal. They said. The Coyotes will be going to Arizona State, a 5,000-seat uh, venue. Very, very low. Um, but everyone is reiterating, this is a temporary venue. It's only here for three years, and three years might seem like a long time. But by that point, they are really hoping that this new, you know, multi, no, close to multi-billion-dollar project, $1.7 billion project they have proposed to build a new arena, on the south banks of the Salt River in, Temp- in Tempe, Arizona. That's what they're really hoping for there. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out because, you know, a lot of people have had a wide range of reaction to it on Twitter, as 
typically happens on Twitter. And so, you know, that's that's one of many interesting things going on for the Coyotes here to close out this season and moving on. A big Minnesota tie for the Coyotes as well. Jack McBain being traded from the wild to the Coyotes because he wanted an opportunity to get to the NHL level that he didn't see with Minnesota and so traded to the Coyotes. How have things looked for Jack McBain uh, in his uh, first few games in the NHL? You know, he, I think he's had a really good on-ice presence. He only really has one point, and that's an assist, I think, in his first or second game. Um, and a lot of a lot of that performance has been now overshadowed by the other rookie they acquired t- near the trade deadline in in, uh, in Nate Smith. But the I think we still, still shouldn't discredit what he's been doing. He looks, you know, he looks somewhat comfortable there. You know, obviously, you know, he's still got some some to go. But uh, I like what he's doing, and I and I think one of the things that is important that I talk with my with my listeners all the time is for the O's and the Coyotes that this season has been a season of proof of proving yourself. It's a season where every single player on this on the, this team has something to prove. Whether you're on a long term contract, whether you you're on a contract year, or you're trying to fight. For for you know to play another year or whatever it might be to maybe get a trade or whatever everyone has something to prove they've proved their worth and and i and i think you know like you said you know mcbain was trying to get his uh his chance at the nhl and with arizona he's getting that obviously just looking at some bright spots for this season and uh, i think one of which um would have to be, although unfortunately his season cut short, uh, Clayton Keller. And uh, had a tremendous season, um, 28 goals, 35 assists. And uh, looking at just some things that this Coyotes team can build around, and obviously he has a little bit to work through to get back onto the ice, but just how much does Keller factor in to the long-term plans for this Coyotes team, considering what he showed on the ice this year. You know, it's really interesting uh, because the the arc of how important Keller is to the team has changed over this season. Before the season began, he was in talks of potentially being traded mid midway through this year because we were like, all right, you know, like, but no one, no other team wants to grab this contract. It's, you know, six years, seven years, $7 million. Like it's a lot of money for a player who hasn't performed up to his standards. So it was like, all right, how do we get, let, get rid of his, this contract? And the untouchable at the time was, was, was Jacob Chikrin. And, and I think as time went on, Jacob Chikrin ended up becoming the the highlight of, of trade talks. Still ended up staying on the team. And Clayton Keller was like, "No, we're like, no, we're not trading this guy. He has proven himself to be a massive value to this team, and hopefully is a part of the Arizona Coyotes franchise and a cornerstone of this franchise in the years to come." And that's what. It, and I think that's the most important part is they're looking at that kind of thing is if they fit into that system and he's fit into Andre Tourney's system incredibly well. And that's what they're hoping for, but it's that going to hopefully be that way in the years to come. Want to ask as well, before we uh, flip it and talk some Minnesota wild St. Louis blues 
Had a lead on the Coyotes. Arizona able to tie it up, send it to overtime. Just take us through the end of that game, as obviously Wild fans are keeping track of everything the St. Louis Blues are doing as we try to fight for that two seed in the Central Division. You know, that game was actually quite crazy. Um, it was the, like, I don't get to very many, I don't get a chance to go to those games very often up in Gila River Arena, but I was there uh, this weekend. Um, and I'd say it was a, it was, a, it was a perfect one to be up because yeah, they were down four to one in the third period, but oh my God, did, did the Coyotes somehow put on the Jets? Maybe I should not say the Coyotes, but the Roadrunners did. <laughs> the the guys who got called up from the Roadrunners. I want to start with one guy, one guy's name, Boko Imama getting his first, you know, 25 years old. Everyone was like, like literally, I want to say the entire NHL like was cheering on this guy once he got the goal. Like it was amazing. But Boko Mama got one. Michael Carcone got one. And and then uh, rookie just drafted over this last offseason. Giannis Mosier ties it. He's a defenseman who ties it with like uh, just like I don't know a couple minutes left to go. We're down. I'm ta- down talking with the press. Was like, what is happening here? Like a lot of us are saying. How do the Coyotes tank on this one? Because they go into this tide, into, into end of regulation tide. They're now tied of Montreal. They lose the last spot. <laughs> um, but it was it was a wild discussion there. But it was the, the crowd went crazy though when uh, when they tied it up. Yeah, uh, sincere thanks for uh, f- you know making them think about it more than they uh, they probably wanted to because. That's that's all we want. That's all we want is just for the Blues to have a little bit of a rough go as the season comes to an end and hopefully get that two seed. That's And it's funny though because like usually like we make jokes about the Coyotes uh we make jokes about the Blues about um about the Blues when when referencing the Coyotes because normally like when Clayton Keller for example is healthy, Clayton Keller being a St. Louis kid always seems to beat up on the blues every time he's not there. So we're kind of just like, all right, let's see how this game goes. And it still freaking goes in a way where we didn't expect. (laughs) Well, let's uh, flip it and talk a little bit about the Minnesota wild getting acquainted with the uh, state of hockey's favorite hockey team with the Arizona listeners. And so we will continue today's crossover episode of locked on wild and locked on coyotes. After this, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the promo code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. All that and more at HelloFresh.com, America's number one meal kit. Continuing today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Coyotes. Again, thank you for making both shows 
your first listen each and every day. Once your first listen of the day is done, make sure to head over to the Locked On NHL podcast for a full recap of everything going on in the NHL, from game scores all the way to the playoff picture, from your favorite Locked On NHL insiders. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, time for some wild questions. So, Rob and I will flip it to you. Open book, hit me with whatever you have Four questions. Oh man, I get. I guess uh, one thing that that we can start off with is over a hundred point, uh, over a hundred point season for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we were joking about this. You guys have you know double the amount of points as us in Montreal combined. <laughs> um, but uh, just how I, how confident have you guys been this season? You know the playoffs are coming up, and to from my looking at this field is going to be quite the fun one. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's going to be an insane Western Conference playoffs. And you look at what the Minnesota Wild have been able to accomplish this season. Um, it's been nothing short of, of unbelievable. And I think the biggest thing is it just it signals a shift from what this team used to be to what they are now. You look at the number of records that have been broken this season that stood since this franchise has has come back into the NHL. Indicative of a lot of seasons where this wild team just tried to kind of grit and grind people and catch lightning in a bottle at the end of the season and hop into the playoffs and hope for a deep postseason run. That never ended up materializing just because they would run into hot goalies that could stop, you know, a a middle of the pack to back half of the pack offense. Now you have a top five offense in the NHL. You have the best player that the Wild have ever had in their franchise history who shattered every record that exists. You have Kevin Fiala who is in the midst of one of the most scorching stretches of play I've probably ever seen. And it really looks like a wild team. It looks like a franchise that has benefited from having a fresh set of eyes. Bill Guerin came in, not from the organization, and was like, okay, we're going to do things this way. We're, We're going to try to change things up a little bit. And so they've completely flipped the script. It's an offense that can score on anybody. And... If they continue to play the way that they have and continue to get players back from injury, they are a problem. And you look at the line, the Jewel Erickson Eck line, one of the best defensive lines in the entire NHL. So they have a shutdown line. They have two good scoring lines. And then they have a line that can fight anybody on the ice that they need to. It really feels like a team that was built for a deep postseason run this year. And I just, I can't wait to see it get started because it just, it feels like everything has kind of come together for this team to where a deep postseason run is kind of the expectation. It's kind of expected that this team is going to go one or two rounds. And so we hope they do. If they don't, it's going to be super disappointing, but I have a feeling they will. A lot of the highlight this season for the for the Minnesota Wild has has definitely been on Kirill Kaprizov. Like I, I don't think there's a there's a, there's a person out you know like 
in the NHL who's not following this kid? Like what? Like like how much of an impact have you felt he has added to this team? Oh, he's he's changed the franchise. I mean, the it it's crazy to me that the single season points record for the Wild before this season was 83. And that stood for like 15 years. And in his second season in the NHL, he shatters it. Like not only not only does he best it, like he he is the first player in franchise history to get 100 points. Shattered the goals record in a single season. The assists record in a single season. Like he just, he is far and away the best player this franchise has had. And... That's with names like Marion Gabrick, Miko Koivu, Zach Parisi, you know, on and on down the list. But all those guys were were more complementary types, with the exception of Gabrick. Kaprizov is just a true he's a true game breaker. And it just it shows you how rare it is to get these types of players, considering that we're we're sitting here and it's just continues to just blow my mind to the things that he does every single night. But beyond all that, he looks like a guy who truly enjoys what he's doing. That moment where the fans um, acknowledged him going over the hundred point mark. And he just, he had the, just the genuine joy and enthusiasm on his face. Like that's when that one's going to stick with me for a while because he just he looks like a player that truly enjoys what he's doing and it's easy to see in his style of play on the ice uh, although if you look at how he plays on the ice he is he's a bulldog and so he just he has fun just beating people every which way you can but it's just I run out of things to say because he just continues to do things and I I'm expecting him to do a couple of things this postseason that we haven't seen yet. He just he's that skilled to be able to pull things out of the arsenal. And we're just like, oh, I didn't know he could do that. Well that's that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. One of one, one of the moves that the Minnesota Wild made this season that caught my attention uh, was the acquisition of goaltender Mike Andre Fleury. How has he looked since that acquisition, and what do you expect from him in the postseason? You know, it's interesting. He he comes in, and his record now with the Wild is seven and one. Um, his last couple of starts have been a little uneven, and so you look at the quality of the teams. I mean, Nashville, very good team, very physical team, and um, there were a couple of goals that were probably more on the defense than on him per se, but he has had games this year that he has stolen. And so he came in when he was acquired by Bill Guerin. The goal was to get somebody that could come in and could steal you a game, could steal you a couple of games. And he's done that already. He also has pushed Cam Talbot to be better. And so you've got this one-two combo at goalie, and Talbot is playing the best he has all season. Fleury is uh, is coming in and, and picking up wins along the way as well. So it's a goalie tandem that I think has worked incredibly well for this team, considering their biggest problem before the trade deadline was that Capo Kakinen and Cam Talbot just did not work as, as a pairing. And so Bill Guerin addressed it. He brought in a guy with 
you know, as, as decorated of a playoff resume as you can find. Will he start game one of a playoff series? Remains to be seen. But he's a guy that's going to be ready when his opportunity comes. And I think he just, the byproduct that I think nobody expected was that he pushed Cam Talbot to be better every time he was in the net. And so these goalie numbers have have started to really pick up for this team. And that just, that gives me confidence that they can go into a playoff series against a team like the St. Louis Blues. And where you need a goalie to be good and to, you know, keep you in a game or steal you a game, I have full confidence that this tandem of Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury can do that not only once, but can do that multiple times during a series. And that's just that's something that this team has not had since Devin Dubnik. That's and that's a good thing. That, 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 and that's a good thing to say about that, right? You know, I I love also seeing good uh, good tandems. You know, and I, I I'm I'm a huge fan of them. Always hoping that one pushes the other. Um, we had to let for we had to let for a little bit in Arizona, um, but rebuilding so. <laughs> gotta be careful but that, i mean that's about what that's about all i got for uh for questions about the minnesota wild so i think we can uh in a little bit focus on uh you know talk about the game we got going on tonight yeah we've uh we've got a full preview coming up here of today's matchup but uh first we should uh hear a little bit from our friends at rock auto Absolutely. Well, you guys know that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? While wait for the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money using Rock Auto. Because why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more from the same parts uh, from a chain store or a car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, a family business serving do your service for over 20 years? Because they have everything you could possibly need brake parts, tail limbs, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go and explore their website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. So go ahead and check it out right now. Go rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Final segment of our crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Coyotes. Again, thank you for making both shows your first listen each and every day. Both are available wherever you listen to your podcasts and are available absolutely free of charge. All right, Robin, let's talk about the matchup. Uh, And it's a team in the Coyotes, at least from what I have been able to see, that despite coming in with a... 10-game losing streak gave the Blues everything that they could handle, and so that is a dangerous mix, I think, in a team that really has nothing to lose, has some young players in the lineup that are providing some energy and some enthusiasm, and so you get a team like the Minnesota Wild, who is in that weird intermediate area between clinched the playoff spot and actually getting to the playoffs, I'm not saying upset, 
but I'm saying this one could be a little closer than we uh, anticipate. Yeah, you know, I was th- I was looking at the last few games of the season for the Coyotes based off all their losing streak, and I'm like, any one of these last three games could potentially be a trap game because the Coyotes, we know what they are now. They're ri- they're riddled with injuries. They've been they're on a just super long losing streak, close to one of the longest in team history, and it's you know definitely hasn't gotten easier it's a team that's mainly mode runners mainly tucson road runners who i have been covering all season long as well and uh it, you could see it hit their confidence they lost like you know i think it was like that 9-1 loss to the flames or like a 7-1 loss to the canucks and i'm like okay can this team lose any more confidence um but the last two the last three games against Carolina, Washington, and St. Louis that proved that this team still has fight in them, that they will try to at least play the game until the end. And that's what I'm hoping to see tonight from the Arizona Coyotes. You know, I'm hoping to see, you know, the physicality that the Coyotes have been trying to put out from the system that GM Bill Armstrong is has bringing in from the players and the coach Andre Torney has deployed since the beginning of this year uh, it's we've seen it as if it has it executed well not fully but you expect that out of the first year I, i'm also intrigued because you look at the number of pieces that this wild team has been missing i mean marcus felino could return to this game he was eligible to return uh, off of the covid lists against nashville but didn't uh, Matt Zuccarello being held out as a precaution. Jared Spurgeon with his injury most likely will not be playing against Arizona. And then you have Jordan Greenway and you have Matt Dumba who are going to hopefully be back for at least a game before the postseason starts. So it's a team that has racked up a lot of injury minutes, but that has led to opportunities for some other guys to step into the lineup, such as Connor Dewar, Nick Bugstad. And, uh, and others who have made the most of their opportunities. So depth has become a key, as it does for pretty much every team in the NHL. Depth is going to be a key in this one, and I think the Wild have enough depth to where they can, uh, can still um, make this one a fight and still end up coming out on top. Yeah, while the Roadrunners uh, guys have impressed me, I do not think that they have enough to go get, go go up against the uh, um, enough of a fight against the Wild, because yeah, you know, again, Bokui Mama just got his first goal. He's probably right in that high, you know. And you have um, other players. I'm trying to think in my head that have that have made their debuts. I want to say this: the Coyotes have had like what 10, 11, or whatever. You know, eight Roadrunners players make their NHL debuts wow. just this season alone. And all that because I think 521 games lost to injury from the Arizona, from uh, this year for the Arizona Coyotes, which is by far the most in the NHL. It is absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, like I'm with you. Depth will make a difference. The Coyotes do not have a lot of depth as a rebuilding team. Again, you expect that. Um, I don't, I, it's, I, there's no way in this game I can see the Coyotes coming out on top. 
I know you have uh, a bit, uh, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, that you uh, typically work in for game previews. So let's uh, let's go to that, and uh, I will be happy to assist um, once I uh, get a little bit of the lowdown on how it works. Absolutely. Um, for the for the for your Minnesota listeners, we are we do a Bet Online picks of the game. I read the lines um, and you know total points and everything like that, and you know we make a you know, a pretty educated guess of based off of what we talked about all episode long, where this game will fall within those trends. I have not been doing great to end the year, but let's take a look at the odds and see if maybe I can, if I, if I can go out of change. Minnesota Wild are point and a half favorites in this game with a money line set at minus 530. This is probably the biggest tilt I've seen in quite some time for in favor of the Wild. Total points, six and a half. So higher than normal. I mean, higher than what we normally be see this season, but roughly and on par with the rest of the games the Coyotes have had this month. And I would let you try to take some picks on, on this one because uh, this is, again, this is an interesting one. Yeah, I, I, look at the, I look at the one and a half to start. And I feel like... I feel like this is something like a 4-2 or a 5-2 win. So I probably would be comfortable taking the uh, the Wild at minus 1.5. Um, I think the last time these two teams matched up, it was 5-1, to one, I believe, was the score. So even considering, you know, the... the the better fight over the uh, the last three or four games, um, I still would be looking at probably, I'll say five to two. So I'll take I'll take the uh, I'll take the wild to cover that uh, that one and a half. You know, I like I, I was going back and forth on this as well, and I'm trying to you know trying to think, can the Coyotes redo like you know, go of the same pace as they did against Carolina, Washington, and and St. Louis because three games in a row of keeping it close was more than I, I would have anticipated. But it, to me, based off the rest of the games, I think those three games were kind of a different one. I think mainly because of, you know, um, a couple of them were home, home games, which does make a difference. Even mm-hmm. though there was, even though it was only like, you know, half capacity the last couple of games, you know, 12,000 fans. But I think that still makes a difference. This is the case where I think the Coyotes will find themselves in a similar position where it was in the uh, other games. Because other than those games, most, most of the games this month, the Coyotes have a problem scoring more than two goals in the game. That's just the fact of the matter all season long. Um, I have a feeling, too, that the Arizona Coyotes are going to put a start in for Hari Seturi because, you know, he's hasn't had enough starts. Okay, Milk has kind of paid his dues. Um, so, you know, three games left, might as well just throw Seturi in there. He doesn't perform well in my in my prediction. I'm predicting on this one, 5-2 Minnesota Wild. So I'm giving the points to the Minnesota Wild, and it's going over on those total points. If I were to, and I, I don't have any lines for these, but just with trends that have been going on for the Minnesota Wild, things that I would guarantee would be pretty much a certainty. Um, Kevin Fiala will register at least a point. 
And fun fact, the Minnesota Wilds, when Kevin Fiala scores a point, when he registers a single point or more in a game this year, 37, 10, and 6. And so I uh, I, I think it's a pretty good bet that he will at least record one point in this game. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov also on a similar style heater um, as the season closes out. And so uh, I think it would be a pretty good bet that he will factor into the scoring at least in some way for this Minnesota Wild team. And special teams, the power play starting to pick back up after a lull uh, for a good majority of the season. So I would also be looking at a Wild power play goal at some point in this game. Just just throwing those out there as things that I think will probably happen. Real, yeah, that is a highly uh, highly likely thing. Arizona Coyotes have one of, if not the worst, penalty kill in the National Hockey League. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I can see a, a power play goal go on that side. Although, um, one thing, although I did say that Seturi, um could be very, very well starting this game, should they start? Decide to put in Kurovi Milka one more game. This guy has been known to steal games. He has had, I believe, four games of at least um, where he's saved at least 45 shots in that game. Oh, my. Um, which is unbelievable. And I think in three of those are wins. Wow. There's, is- uh, there's your stat of the day. <laughs> he is unbelievable sometimes. He has had four games. But when he's on, he's on. Um, it's and it's a fun thing to watch. Well, I hope we I hope we get something like that because you know it's it is fun to see teams start to put it together and and kind of get up to the top of the hill uh, on the roller coaster. And so with this wild team nursing some injuries. They're going to take this Coyotes team seriously. That is for sure. But uh, if they if they don't, especially early, Arizona could get like they did in the last meeting. Could get that first goal to where then the uh, the Wild have to respond in a similar way that they did against the Kraken. But all in all, should be uh, should be a fun matchup between these two teams. The final matchup of the regular season between the Wild and the Coyotes. Absolutely, and then that will be um, only Central Division teams left for the Coyotes, too. So, fun. Absolutely fun. Should be a good way to close out the regular season. Well, that is also going to close out this crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Coyotes. So now that your first listen is finished, make sure that you, again, head to the Locked on NHL podcast for a full recap of everything going on throughout the NHL, including all of the possible playoff scenarios as we head down to the wire. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like each of these shows, Locked on Wild and Locked on Coyotes. Make sure to follow both of us as hosts as well to uh, give you as much intel on your favorite NHL teams as we possibly can with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. Hope you guys enjoyed this crossover episode we had with Seth Topol of Locked on Minnesota Wild. I really enjoyed our conversation as we get ready 
for the game. The game is uh, pretty early tonight at 5 p.m. Arizona time over in Minnesota. But again, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you're yet to ready. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes. On Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. You can interact with me. You can talk to me. You can, uh, you know, DM me, whatever. Ask me a question you might have and I will answer them right back on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.